Good day, and welcome to Beyond. That's me. An episode of me sharing some thoughts and reflections. And today, I just I want to share a story of a friend of mine, Patrick, who did something incredibly courageous the other day. And in doing, in taking this action, and connecting to his heart, and what I'll say is his balls. You'll learn more about that. He is creating ripples in a profound way and a meaningful way in himself, in his people, in the business he works for, the company that he works for, the people that work at there, and just being a beautiful and being just a beautiful being in the world and finding something in himself that is super profound. So he also is creating this incredible safe place for young people because by by being connected to his heart and putting his thrust and his balls into the world in the way that he does, he's speaking into a culture of halfness. And what he's desiring and wanting to create is wholeness. And he's no longer willing, he's no longer willing to settle. So he had one of those beautiful shower moments where he got clear with himself, and then he brought it right to his boss and right to a coworker. And it was in a really beautifully caring, thoughtful way. And it was a huge risk for him to do so because he was risking his well-being at his company because his heart was full and whole. And so in doing this, he finds his story. Because when we don't have our story, we fall into the, all these false narratives of the day. And we are susceptible to then being afraid of the world, to then being caught in all the nonsense of getting lost, of feeling alone, and not ever being able to find our way to that wholeness. It's a really profound, important thing that when we don't have a story inside of us, we, um, we're super susceptible. So Patrick finds that, and he also cracks the story of silence and that pretending that everything is okay. Because what ha- because he's connected to his heart, like that giant story that oh just we're all everything's fine, everything's okay, but he finds a beautiful connection to his heart. So this may seem simpler, this may seem simple, but in today's world, it is really a revolutionary action. It shakes the core of our system. It shakes everything that we know, and it threatens the status quo. Because when we know our story, we invite others to know theirs. And so then the, 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 the culture of fear and the culture of all of us being weak and not connected disappears. It offers us an invitation into looking at what is not working and allowing it to fully sink in where we can really see and feel and know that this is not the world that we want to live in. We want to live in a world of love and connection and aliveness and where we actually look into, not away from the challenging moments. Because when we do that, we get to enter the delicious, mysterious terrain of reimagining this incredible world. So welcome. Thank you for listening. I'm off now to allow you to hear the story of Patrick and finding his heart and his cock and his balls. Enjoy.
welcome today to another episode of the Beyond Podcast. And I just got to say, I am excited and fired up today. I'm coming to you, coming to you live from Olympia, Washington here, and just excited to share about a friend of mine who just exemplified in this in this story what it is to speak truth to power, what it is to bring courage, what it is to not betray yourself, what it is to be connected and step into this beautiful moment where he, where he was uh, getting into the shower and he just said to himself, how long are you going to wait to demand the best of yourself? How long are you going to wait to demand the best of yourself? So this is a story of just someone being so courageous and in so doing, like creating ripples in a profound and meaningful way in the world. And I just think it is inspiring and I think it's an important story. And I think it gets to the heart of this, of this, of this way of um, the way that we've got to be showing up in the world of just speaking what we see, what we feel, what we experience and not being willing to be quiet, not being willing to stay silent, but speaking and, and honoring and trusting ourselves and also finding that way in ourselves to take responsibility. And so this is an important episode about what happens when and how do we step into those moments, those challenging moments that are, that are the other way, that are living in the beyond, that is bringing ourselves in a way that really honors ourselves. Like my friend was just so incredibly proud and inspired and grateful and nourished and scared and shaking and unsure and possibly going to get fired, but also possibly going to get promoted who knows what was going to happen, but he brought himself right into the heart of a situation at work that was not working. The whole culture of his work was, was people were walking on eggshells. People were afraid to speak up. They didn't know what they were doing. The, 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 the whole court culture of the workplace was one that just, that, that, that there, no one was able to really bring their gifts and their talents and their abilities forward into what they were doing because there was confusion and there wasn't, there was, it was just, it was toxic in so many ways. And I use that word and maybe I don't want to use that word, but it was just, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't safe. It wasn't a place where people could really thrive. And I just think of that as how parallel to what's happening in schools, what's happening. You may have listened to the episode about Theo, my friend, and, and where he was, he was, um, you know, here he is, this incredible, incredibly gifted young man, so brilliant, so bright, so just, you know, just like right there, ready with so much potential. And I know I have the opportunity of spending so much time with young people who are so full of potential and yet they have to jump through all these hoops and they have to, they just get caught in a place where they aren't able to bring their full strength, their full power, their full self. And so, as I said to my, to my friend, I just said, you know, your standing in this place that you did today provides hope for young people. Because what you're doing is you're speaking, you know, truth to power. You're speaking 
into this place that says, I'm not willing to betray myself anymore. And he was shaking and he was scared. But by speaking into this place and just saying like, hey, look, things are not working here. Things are not working in this organization. People are, we are confused. We do work and then we just get criticized because we, because the objectives weren't clear. And when we try to clarify them, we're just, we aren't given any clear direction. And then, and then we just get, you know, then we, then we get um, written up because we aren't following the direction, but there weren't directions. And so it just is a culture that's not working. My friend's boss just spoke and said like, well, Hey, there are these other people in the organization and I've spoken to them and like, they don't see a problem with any of this. And my friend just stood right in there and said, do you really think that they would be able to speak up and say what I'm saying right now and providing you this feedback right here? And I just want to name this place right here because maybe you're listening and you're feeling like, well, maybe, maybe your friend isn't right. Maybe your friend isn't like, maybe he's, maybe he's like, maybe he's just being an asshole. And this is, this is a really important and interesting place because what I know of my guy is that he is someone who takes a huge amount of responsibility. He wants to take responsibility and he is. And and so he does, and he wants to be a good, he like, he he does good work. He is honorable. He's honest. He's hardworking. He's devoted. He's committed. And what's been happening for so long is that he has been doubting himself and doubting himself. And he's taking, I might say so much responsibility that, that he's, that he's, that he's questioning himself rather than questioning, is this actually happening in the organization? And so he finally got to a place and we were, we were just, we were, we've been working on this together for a long time. Like he finally got to a place where he's like, okay, I'm totally up for taking responsibility. Like I got it. And there's something else going on here. And I'm, and I may be right and I may not be right, but I'm at least going to speak it and stand in it and put it out there. And I'm also listening and hearing and observing other people in the organization and they are also having the same issue and the same struggle. So I don't, I really do not think this is just me. And I just want to offer it. I want to offer it to the powers that be. I want to speak to my boss and I'm not going to back down. I'm going to stand strong and really stand in there. And that is a really important and profound place of, of like, of this idea of him not betraying himself. It's so easy for him to go to this place of like, I'm wrong, I'm broken, I should be quiet. And that's what was happening with these other people that his boss was talking to, that they hadn't figured out yet how to actually stand up and speak and say, no, actually, I am miserable. Actually, this isn't working. Actually, I'm confused. Actually, I don't even, you know, I don't know what's going on. And so this is, this just feels so significant because it's like that place of, 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 yes, there's a place of taking responsibility, but then there's also an important place of standing up and speaking into and saying like, no, actually this isn't just me, or at least this is what I am feeling. This is my experience. And I think we got to look at this. And it comes back to that place, which we've, which we've talked about before, which is to say standing in the hard moment, the, the importance of being able to be uncomfortable and stand firmly and strongly in a place where we are able to um, hold, hold the discomfort. Really hold the discomfort. 
because then we're able to stick in these moments and actually look and see and feel what's going on. It reminds me of my friend who didn't go to the funeral because they were afraid that they were afraid that um, not everyone would be able to hold the space in there, that everyone was just going to get drunk and not actually be with this young person who died in the most tragic way. You know, that they, that they were, that they were like, she was, she wasn't able to go. They weren't able to go to the funeral because it wasn't safe. And so it's this important place of like creating, of creating safe places. And it's this important place of, um, So it's this important place of creating safe places. And it's a, the, there's a couple different pieces here that just are important to highlight. The one is, is to say that we have to do our own work. We have to be do, you know, work on getting to the place where we can be in the discomfort and that I can stand and hold and breathe and be in the hard, uncomfortable places. And one of the reasons that this is so revolutionary and so significant is because my friend was also um, able to speak to the larger contextual space of the organization, not holding a place where it's safe to do this. So that those folks, you know, the, the, all the people that they were talking to were saying like, yeah, everything is fine. No, I don't see any problem. Well, they're actually, it's because they're afraid to speak up. And again, as my friend so beautifully did, he said, do you really think that they would speak into this place? Like me doing this is taking everything I got. And this is a massively vulnerable and courageous place for me to be speaking into. And he said, he said, like, this is me standing at the edge of the mystery and taking a deep breath and seeing what's going to happen. And that and just an amazing, amazing reflection on his own part as he was just saying like how incredibly vulnerable it was. He really just said like, I even admitting and even saying that I don't feel safe in saying this is itself profoundly vulnerable because he could hear his boss's voice saying like, dude, you got to just, you got to figure this out. This is you, man. This is on you. This is not about us. This is on you. You know? And so him just standing there and just saying like, look, I don't even feel safe to say this. I don't feel safe to bring this. That in itself is hugely, hugely courageous. And as we dug in there and sort of talked about it, what it came to was, um, it was this, it was that masculine idea. And he spoke right into it and he said, it just feels like I, what he's thinking is that I'm weak and that I should just be strong and I should be able to deal with this. And I should be, you know, I, don't, I shouldn't be so um, scared to, to, to just, you know, get my work done. And this is my responsibility and there's not really a problem here. It's just all, it's all him. And, uh, and it's not. And so, one of the things that I just, I, like, as we reflected on this, I was, I'm super excited for him 
And like, what a beautifully, like powerfully nourishing moment of standing in his strength and his sovereignty and his power and bringing it. And hopefully he really cares about the organization. Like he really wants them to be doing well. And what he's saying is he's saying like, we have got to address this because we have all kinds of people in this organization who don't feel safe, who aren't able to bring their power and their potential and their talent and their gifts because they're confused and they're unsure and they don't they don't know exactly there's not the like we don't have some unified vision and it just isn't a culture where people feel inspired and excited and safe to be able to really bring themselves and he wants that and so him speaking into this place him bringing this to his boss is actually like a massive massive gift And it took his boss a while to hear it and to feel it and to really absorb it. And I'm not sure that he did. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But how profound is that moment? How beautiful is that moment? And now, like, maybe the organization will absorb it and really make some changes. Maybe they won't. But that doesn't, like, what we started, like, exploring this place, that doesn't even matter because my friend is just, he is, he's bringing it in a way that says this is exactly the right energy that wants to be in the world. This is the energy of, of not falling in to the old paradigm, to the status quo, to this conspiracy, to the culture of silence, to that old masculine idea of like, hey, don't be weak, just be quiet, don't be a pussy, and just go along, and, and you know, if something's going on, that is your issue, not ours. And again, I just want to name the place that there is responsibility in there. There is a level of like where we've got to be have our own shit in order. And our institutions and our organizations need to be better as well. Like the school system. You know, there are some beautiful, amazing, powerful schools, and some people are having great experiences. And there's lots that really aren't working, and the whole sort of institution of standardizing kids is not working. And we've got to do better. Teachers are miserable. Students are miserable. Administration is miserable. Again, I know that there's people out there who are thriving and doing great in it. And just like, look around. It's not working. And if we speak into that instead of pretending that it, like if we just keep pretending and pretending and pretending, it's not working. If we keep pretending, that does not create a healthy environment. Again, it goes back to my friend and, and, and the funeral. Like if we just go to the funeral and everyone just doesn't emote and doesn't feel and just drinks and like just says like, oh, it's all going to be okay. Like time heals all wounds. Well, no, actually it doesn't. It doesn't. Because what that is, is that's just like pretending that's, that's something like that, that, that it's all going to be okay and that it is okay. And we need to, at this point, you know, there's, we're at a point where it's just like we want, we have to be speaking into these places. So what my friend, what my guy did was just so, just so profoundly beautiful and powerful. And maybe the organization will shift and maybe it won't. And, and in all truth, it doesn't even matter. I mean, I hope that they do for their own sake. But for, but for my friend, it's like you are bringing this. This is you being you. This is you in this incredibly powerful, beautiful moment. And what you're doing is you're bringing revolutionary energy into the world, revolutionary in the most like profoundly powerful, beautiful, regenerative, caring, loving, honest way. And it feels fucking good. And he felt it. 
And he started crying. And then I started crying. Because it's that is like, that's what we got to do here. That's the way forward. We cannot keep doing this, like whatever, this culture of silence in this place where we, where when something is, you know, off that we just, you know, assume that it's our rainstorm and it's our problem and it's our fault. And again, that level of responsibility is crucial. And we got to have a bigger culture of way that we stand together in these hard, beautiful places. And it's revolutionary. It really is revolutionary because it shakes the core of the system and it threatens the status quo because it invites us to look at what is not working and allow that to fully sink in. And then we get to stand in the mystery and imagine together, like, how, how do we go forward? How does this work? How does this, how do we want this to look? It's an incredible regenerative place of apocalypse, the most beautiful regenerative apocalyptic energy that things die. And then out of that death, if we can hang in there, things get born. Like a whole new way to educate our young people, a whole new way to help them feel strong and powerful and alive and loved and belonging. And a way that just works like so beautifully. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. And it's the energy of going to the funeral and having everyone there be able, all of us, be able to sit in the discomfort of this young person who died tragically and ask, like, what in the fuck? How is this happening in our culture? How is it that young people are so miserable that they're killing themselves? Right? It's not working. And so we have to be able to sit in that. And maybe we don't know what to do, and that's fine. But when we get together and we sit in the mystery and we sit in the strength and the care and the love and just bring our hearts and our honesty and willing to look into the hard places, into the beautiful places, magic happens. Things emerge. We are creative and caring and resilient, just like the natural world. Think about like weeds and grass and things that grow up through the cracks of a sidewalk. Nature wants to thrive. The natural world is ready to grow. It's ready to just come alive and be healthy. And so we can do this, but we have to be willing to step into these kind of places. We have to be willing to step in these kind of places. And the final thought that I shared with him and I will share with you is this, is that I just know, and this is true for myself when I was a young person, I would look out into the world and I'm like, where are the adults who are actually paying attention to and speaking into these places that are in me? that are wanting to be alive, that are wanting to be honest, that are wanting to be here. And I, there weren't any. And so then I was like, what? Like it, 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 all they were saying is like, just keep doing the same thing. Just go, go along to get along. And like, everything's going to be okay. And you know, like, no, that's actually you who's having the, you know, it's, this is your problem. You know, there's nothing wrong with us. You know, just keep going and getting your grades and doing your thing and everything will be okay. And there wasn't anyone who was, and it just, it was crazy making. Cause then it's like, I guess it is all me. And that's exactly the thing that was happening here where he was going like, well, I, you know, like I'm not going to speak into this place because it's just my own fault. And it's not. It is not. And so as he stands up and as more and more of us stand up, what happens is, is that we can just speak to the young people and say, look, this isn't working. Our systems are broken. Our systems are broken. And you can see it because look at climate change. Look at everything happening. Look at this, the justice system. 
Look at our economics. Look at our healthcare system. It's not about health or care. Our education system is not about actually educating and caring and helping kids thrive. People are not happy in that system. We can do better than that. And so when we start to stand and speak into those places as adults, as the elders, as the the ones who have been through it and start to say like, look, I may not know what to do, but I'm willing to admit and to stand in this place and speak the truth, which is that it's not working, that there's something different that we can be doing that will be more generative, more nourishing, more alive, more exciting, more bring more happiness, bring more connection, bring more love, bring more just spunkiness and aliveness in the world. You know, when we speak into that place and the acknowledgement that things are not working, that is actually reassuring to our young people because then they go like, okay, so I am not crazy. There's not something wrong with me. This isn't my own personal rainstorm. It's this place where it's like reassuring for them instead of just people standing up and being like, yeah, everything's fine. It's just good. Yep. And then it's like, it's like a giant comb over, you know, there's like, you know, when you comb your hair over so that you don't see like you're bald. I like being bald, you know? So it's like, it's like a comb over of like, yeah, I actually have hair when we don't, you know? And so it's like, well, just, so then just don't have hair. Don't pretend. Let's stop pretending. And when we stop pretending and we actually speak into the hard places and we stand in the hard places, even if we're in the mystery, it is so incredibly reassuring for our young people because then they can be like, then we can start to bring their gifts and their power and their strength and their creativity and their imagination and teach them how to be in uncomfortable moments. And that anxiety is actually healthy to feel and nervousness is healthy to feel. That, is, that, that means you're actually on the edge of learning. So just to deep, 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 deep honoring of this space and of my friend, my dear friend who spoke right into a beautiful place, who stood up in his sovereignty, who as he was stepping into the shower just had that moment and says like, when am I finally going to honor myself? And he finally, he didn't betray himself. And what he did is he stood up for what he knows to be true in his heart is that we can do better than this. That he was actually, there was an act of caring and of love of both the organization and himself and the people in the organization, his coworkers, the health and well being, and the long term of the organization that they have to look at this stuff. And of course, of his people, of his beautiful partner and their kiddos and their dog and their space. And so, kudos, kudos, kudos. Thank you for your courage and your care and your love, and the beauty that lives inside of you. So there is Patrick's story. And as I listen and, and hear that story, I'm drawn, I'm drawn to a couple others. And <clears throat> please know that I will offer soon enough in upcoming episodes more reflections and stories and more energy around my cock and my balls and my heart. And so that you gain more of a context and understanding of the importance and the power and how that story and that how that energy was wanting to live through me. But what I'm feeling right now in this moment is, is that just that the most significant impact of Patrick's story is that he found his heart. He had that moment in the shower and all the work that he's been doing to really feel and know his wholeness. And he felt it. And he just couldn't, he had to speak. And so he finally had, he finally like built the muscle strong enough, the courage to, and to, to put his thrust into the world. And by, and by speaking up and not staying quiet, 
And so as I think about that, there are two or two other stories that come to mind, which are similar, um, and and they offer another glimpse into into that into that moment. So my friend Jesse, who you know from other episodes, if you've been listening, he was playing frisbee with his son in the backyard one day. His seven-year-old son, beautiful, beautiful young man, sending him lots of love, and 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 um, his son flung flung the frisbee into the next yard, the, ne- the neighbor's yard, and the neighbor is the is the sort of the old curmudgeon the old guy on the block who just grumpy and no one really wants to talk to. So Jesse gives his son this beautiful pep talk and they go over and knock on the door and um, his son just delivers and just offers this beautiful moment to this man. And it's just really touching. Jesse is just feeling really like excited and like grateful and his heart is full and the guy looks at him and goes like, your garbage can makes a lot of noise. <laughs> and Jesse was like, wait, well, like, wait a second. We were just having this like beautifully sweet moment. And now all of a sudden it's like, wow, it's like jarring. And they're like, there's the grumpiness. And, um, and so he was like, he's sort of stunned by it. And then they went and got the Frisbee and Jesse went back home and looked at his partner and just said, you know, um, we are good people. Like we are good neighbors. We want to help. We want to be like, 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 like know and have relationships with and connections with and be helpful and like help this be a safe place. And he found in that moment, he found this beautiful connection to himself that like, he kind of like snapped into it and found and came back to his heart where he was at, at first thrown into this little questioning place of like, wait a second, am I? am I okay? Like, am I, are we, am I a good person? Am I a good neighbor? Am I like, like, I guess my garbage can makes too much noise. Like, oh my God, like how inconsiderate. And finally he was like, wait a second, wait a second. And he came back to his story. He came back to himself. And then, and then he was out, um, another day and he, and he said to his neighbor, um, whose name I can't remember, but he, 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 he knew his name and he said, you know, said his name and then he said, you know, um, I just really want you to know that, that we care a lot about, about you and about, about, you know, um, taking good care of you and the neighborhood and everyone. And, you know, you know, I'm sorry that our garbage can makes a lot of noise. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts or solutions about that? And just offered himself and off and stepped again into, had the courage, the balls to step into that moment and not confront but just offer the moment. And then from that point on the relationship, then, then there was a connection. And, and, um, and, and I believe his neighbor just said, you know, like, you know, Hey, if you can just be thoughtful about like when you take, when you take the garbage can out, or even I can take it out for you during a different time of the day. And it was, it, it, it created this, you know, again, like the ripple of being able to step into that space and 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 as I said just a moment ago, the significant part of Patrick's story is that when he when he finally sort of when he found his heart, when he connected to it and said, "There's a different way to do this, and I'm going to do it." And in this case, Jesse did exactly the same thing. And it's just really again, it, you know, it, it seems perhaps simple, but it actually is a really really significant move that we all can can when we all make it, it really is powerful.
Brian has a similar story where they had a skateboard ramp uh, on the corner and all the kids in the neighborhood would come and play on the skateboard ramp. And the skateboard ramp was, it had a big, you know, um, arc. And then in the back, it was sort of, it was open and it was pointed right towards his neighbor's house. And one guy, the gay, the, the, the old man, again, the old guy in the block came out and just said like, Hey, that's, that's making a lot of noise. And, um, Brian in his beautiful, beautiful way, um, didn't respond, but then went out the next day and put some insulation in the back of the ramp and covered it up. And so that there wouldn't be as much noise headed towards his neighbor. And then, um, one day he was out there and he just, he, he went over and talked to him and he learned the man's name is Evan and, um, Evan, Evan has since died. And so I wanted to send Evan lots of love and thought and bless his soul and, and may he be peaceful where he is. And from that point forward, because Brian had shared with them that what he did and, and just, you know, that if there was anything else that they could be, they could do that, um, you know, and then, and then, and then the relationship softened. And then Evan was able to have a different interaction with both Brian and his kids and the neighborhood. And once again, it's that place of, of, of instead of feeling bad in some way, you know, that, that there was, you know, that, 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 and again, it's, it, you know, it seems very simple, but it's a massively profound mood move of being able to come back to the heart and being able to stand right in that place of, of being with yourself and putting that energy into the world and that when we do that, it creates a difference. People are impacted. The women who were not being treated well in Patrick's situation, and he finally was like, this is enough. This is enough. And he said something about it. They all, they all felt it. They all saw him stand up. And then they had the courage to also start to speak and to stand up and to feel like, okay, we can do this differently. Of course, Evan felt differently. Jesse's neighbor felt differently. The boss, the organization, that it has ripples and that there's more and more of us who are starting to step into this place and find each other. And it's incredibly beautiful. So as I listen back, some of this sounds, it sounds simple, it sounds obvious, it sounds like, well, of course, that's what we would do. And let's keep making it happen. Because maybe it is. Maybe it really is simple. But I know that there is a number, growing number of us making that connection between our heart and our balls and our cocks and, you know, our lower chakras and our, you know, breasts and our whole thing if you're if for the women out there and the others out there. So whatever those chakra points, whatever those energetic points are, let's honor that there are there and that we're making connection with them. And I can feel it. And I love it because that's the world that I really want to be in. So here's my points as I'm taking away from today. And thank you so much for listening. One, amazing, amazing things happen when we connect with our heart and we take the stand to stop betraying what we know to be true for ourselves. Two, taking action has impact and it is an invitation to others. Three, for things to change, we have to find a connection between our cocks, our balls, and our hearts. Four, there are many, many beautiful, caring, powerful, present, loving men in this world. And we have been quiet 
and we have been afraid, and we have been searching. And finally, we have found one another, and we're finding our voices, and we're coming alive. Five, young people notice when adults are connected to their hearts, and they notice when adults are connected and authentic, and they need more and more and more of it. Six, people notice and are inspired when we speak truth to power. Thank you very much, Jordan and others. Seven, are speaking up from our heart, putting, using the courage and the thrust of our cock and our balls creates ripples in this world. Eight, the ripples invite others to connect to their heart because it's so profoundly powerful and beautiful and meaningful. Nine, I want to live in this world. I want to live in the world where we are all connected to our hearts and to each other and that we are living in a way where we encourage and step with one another forward into love, into light, into care, into the hard moments when we can stand at the edge of the mystery and expect and create and be absolutely joyful in the hard moments and the beautiful moments because then we get into much more interesting trouble. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond That's Me. Please do let me know how this impacts you. I'm so deeply curious. Please, you can leave a comment or you can email me at morgan at morganrich.com. Thank you so much for listening, for your heart, for your care, for your courage. And I am wishing you a day of feeling your heart and having the balls to share you with the world. Until next time.